Gentlemen, salutations, salutes, aloha. Hi there. Hello. 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 Happy <laughs> NFL Draft Eve for all of uh, all the football fans out there. Plenty of things to talk about this evening. It's about six thirty on a Wednesday night here in Chicago, Illinois. That's my partner, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. I'm Clark Lawrence, and this is live at the Sports Attic. You can find us on Twitch at Sports Attic. You can find us on Twitter at Larcher Lawrence. And on Facebook, just give a search for Larcher and Lawrence at Sports. As always, we are coming live on Blog Talk Radio, where you can reach us on the hotline, the Joseph's Finest Meats hotline. Give us a call at 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Again, that's the Joseph's Finest Meats Hotline right there. Now I'm going to hand it over to my pal, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher, the third. Well, thank you, Clark Lawrence. It's an honor and a privilege to be with you tonight on this glorious day. It's like uh, Christmas Eve as we wait for the count, the final countdown to the draft. The Bears are picking 20. They're in a really bad uh, spot in a, a fairly weak draft, yeah. uh, but still exciting. I, I've, I've been throwing money around all day on different prop bets on the uh, NFL draft. I'm hoping something good hits, uh, taking some long shots. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for that content, my friend, Al. That's why I came to do the show with you tonight was because I figured you'd have some insights on how to bet on this NFL draft. That's something that really intrigues me. Like, uh, are you betting like the – if there's going to be eight running backs taken in the first two rounds, are you betting like, you know, how many quarterbacks well, go in the first round? Like what, what are, I've seen some of those out there. Is that, is that the, what the bets are? Well, on dra- well, if you look at DraftKings right now, the over under on uh, running backs is one and a half. Yeah. So if you think two running backs are going to be taken in the first round, um, I think there's a, there's a decent upside in the payout there. So that's uh, because right now the only projected running back is the uh, uh, seems like the Steelers uh, pick is uh, Najim Harris. They keep teasing it at 24. That's what the insiders in Pittsburgh, that's what the people on the beat, the beat reporters really want. They want to see the Pittsburgh Steelers take a running back. And uh, that's the projection right there. But I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen. I do feel like two running backs are going to go in the first round. So I took that bet. I took um, Harris as the first running back to come off the board. Uh, that's a long shot, but that's what I'm playing for. I'm playing for long shots. I, I want something to happen that's out of the ordinary because that's how you make money. You know, I, I looked at, at the odds. If I put $4,000 that Trevor Lawrence goes first, I can make $40. What is that? I just pulled mine up. He's minus 10000 Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. You know, you if you want to if you want to make the money, you got to think outside of the box. And uh, generally speaking, the running back everyone projects to go number one doesn't always happen. So uh, that's why I'm going with that. I'm taking a long shot at the linebacker um, because uh, I, th- I think there's uh, there's some rumors right now that the Arizona Cardinals at the 16 spot be interested in uh, taking. 
a uh, a linebacker there. And uh, from what I understand, they're really into Zvon Collins out of Tulsa, who uh, that's a thousand to one on that. So um, or plus a thousand. I'm sorry. So uh, Collins. You know, I'm going to take that risk. It's probably not going to happen. I'm probably going to lose money on the bet. But, again, I'm looking for these long shots because just like fantasy football, what you think is going to happen isn't exactly how it's going to happen. You know, yes, Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. We know that. You know, just like you might know uh, Christian McCaffrey going up against a uh, horrible Lions uh, run defense is going to get 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, you know, yeah. you could, you could, you could be – pretty safe with that bet but you know knowing who the third receiver or even the first receiver on any given week in DraftKings is kind of a crapshoot sometimes because it doesn't go as planned otherwise fantasy football would be very easy gambling would be very easy because you just pick what's supposed to happen so you know it's finding those little flaws it's it's trying it's trying to get the man that had us you know, I, I know you've never played Fallout. There's a game called Fallout. It's a great game. Yeah, great isn't that the one where you, you can go to Fenway Park in it, but now it's being used for other things? It's very, it's set, very it's good. Yes, not yes. too far in the distant future. The apocalypse had happened. Some some disease took out everybody or something, right? And well, there was an atomic uh, atomic uh, war. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All the bombs fell. So people went into Fallout shelters. And then, you know, 50, 60 years later, they come out of their crypto chambers and their crypto coins, their, their Dodge <laughs> is now worth millions of dollars. Of the and, uh, yeah. But the problem is it's a wasteland. So really the only money are bottle caps. Old okay. bottle caps have become the currency. Right. But so The point was about the brown tan, I think, is where you were on that. Yeah, yeah. No, I know where I'm going. So you would go in and you would find things. You know, you'd, you'd rummage through the garbage. And you would find, like, hats. You might find a hat. You might yeah. find an outfit. You might find... Um, you know, a wedding dress for some reason, but sometimes different things give you a different effect. I think that Brown's hat is giving you like minus three intelligence. Minus three. All right. Hey, I like working from behind a little bit. Sometimes it helps. It helps have you work a little bit harder. Is what that does. It it, it helps drive. It helps push. Um, you said that I should take. Um, you said that I should take uh, on on the linebacker front. That I should take Collins at one thousand. Yeah. At 1,000 to one odds. Plus 1,000. It's a long shot. I put five bucks on it. Put five bucks on it. Hey. There you go. Like, put the – exactly. I went with with your Williams long shot with your 500 to one, right, at running back? Yeah. Here's my thing. I'm looking at – I'm kind of going – doing this as we go here on the DraftKings. Uh, You can bet from Illinois uh, right there on DraftKings. Is that where you are? Because my odds are the same as yours. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet you. Obviously, I'm a draft king. So yeah, yeah, you know, I'm the well, king. You're the king. Yeah, you, you went with them with this too. Um, Justin Fields is an interesting one because I've recently yeah. heard him maybe be dropping. He could be the fifth quarterback taken. It just depends. Right now, is he going to be drafted? Uh, his his draft spot is at seven and a half. Is what it looks like to me. So, is he going to be drafted seventh or eighth or after eight? Well, Where, where's he going? I'm pretty certain he's going to fall between, you're going to love this answer, mm-hmm. between seven and nine. Perfect. I think somewhere that's between great. seven and nine is where he goes. Thank you. And that's exactly the, the news I was looking for there. Thank you. So, you know, if he falls to the Lions, um, which, which I, I think he may at seven, 
I think they're going to go ahead and they're going to draft him. This is a team that is in complete rebuild mode. They have nothing. They're starting from scratch. Right. And and when you want to when you want to draft for the future, you want to look at long term. Who's going to offer you the best long term upside? Sure. And I think the Ohio State quarterback is is the guy that really w- would be a, a wonderful pick for them. And uh, it's a shame because I wish I wish the Bears were in a position maybe to grab him, but. I don't want to see us move up, you know. I just don't trust. I just don't trust this uh, management staff. I don't. I don't trust the Bears in general to make any good decision. Uh, but I would hate to see him fall to the Lions. Now, if he gets past the Lions, you have the, the Panthers. You know what they need? They need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. Well, the Broncos traded today for a quarterback, but they made sure to mention that. Yeah, we're still looking for a quarterback. Don't the Panthers so, have Darnold there? What's up? Don't Don't the Panthers still have Darnold there? I believe Sam Donald's with the Jets now. I think Donald went to the Jets. Wait, didn't they trade him? Yeah. <laughs> the other way around. We're right on top of this here at the Larger and Lawrence Sports Show. My bad there. Hey, guys, join us. Give us a call, 760-454-8834, or leave a message wherever you happen to be watching or listening. If you're listening uh, on podcasts, send us a text. Tell us what we got wrong on this while you're listening. Thank you to all of our podcast listeners who've been listening since 2012. If you're watching on Facebook Live, if you're watching on Twitch, if you're watching on Twitter, leave a comment right now, and we'll uh, we'll answer it, we'll talk about it, and we'll discuss. Uh-oh. And now now we just lost my partner, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. Right now, I'm going to make that bet. I'm telling you, I'm going to make that bet. You're going to regret. No, you won't regret nothing. All right. But I'm going to make a bet on fields, and I'm going to go with the over. On fields, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that he's going to fall. He's going to fall. Why not? It uh, it currently is paying out 108. So, not making yeah. too much money on it, but I'm going to make the bet just because. What is like what's the line is seven and a half? Yeah, it's seven and a half. That sucks. See, I think he goes to the Lions. Your answer seven. was so diplomatic, just so even keel on that. Thank you. You think he goes to the Lions at seven? At seven. You know what? I'm going to take the bet right now. I'm going to hop on the old DraftKings. You're going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. Yeah. That only makes sense, you know, even odd, the yin and the yang, we can go at it like that. What team are you hoping, uh, what team are you watching out for out there, listeners? Who are you hoping that your team drafts for? I know that my Bears have the 20th pick, and I know that my Browns have the 26th pick. Uh, are they going to trade that? Uh, what, what's going to happen there with that pick? Baker Mayfield's. Big fan of the aliens. Have you seen that? He's very happy that the Navy has come out and said that, that yes, there are aliens. They're not aliens, Clark. They're unidentified flying objects. There's a huge difference between the two. All right. They're aliens. How do you know it's not Russia? You mean aliens. How do you know it's not the Russians? <laughs> yeah, you mean aliens. It could be the Russians. No, I don't mean aliens. Aliens are aliens. We have, there's no proof there's aliens. What are the Russians doing? Like, what, what do they – they have, like, these unidentified objects just flying around? That could be a military vessel. Look, at we're in a showdown with the boats in Iran now, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, we're pushing back and forth with the boats. I've seen that. My goodness. All right. I've officially taken the under. Let's go $25 will get me 20 – will get me 43 I'll take it. I make $0.05 cents if I bet $5 on Trevor Lawrence. 
Yeah, I mean, I was like seriously looking. If I if I got money just sitting in my DraftKings account, let's say I got a couple thousand dollars, right. I throw four grand on Trevor Lawrence. I make forty dollars. It's guaranteed forty dollars. Why shouldn't I make that bet? Well, because if if anything happens, if anything goes awry tomorrow during but the day, it's like Trevor certain- Lawrence wakes up tomorrow morning. He's walking down his stairs. And he yeah. trips over the pet cat. Yeah. Right? I'm and, out four grand. And his knee point. goes, I mean, you're going to question, well, first of all, he's not telling anybody. There's no way you tell anybody on draft day. No, he's not even going to Ohio because it's such a horrible place. Get out of here. He's staying at Get home. Get out of here. Cleveland's great. It's making a great comeback. It's wonderful. Gus, it the last time we did a show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know, we missed last week. I had a rough week. I apologize for, for missing last week, but. That happens. <sighs> what's what's your next favorite uh, bet that you made on DraftKings today? I mean, it's got to be the running backs over one and a half. Because uh, I got I got the Jervain Williams being the first running back drafted. I don't know what I was thinking. I put $100 on that. That was insane uh, for a long shot. Um, I should sell that ticket. Um but but look, if that hits, I'm a very happy man. Right. Um, and then I got Collins being the first linebacker drafted. I actually think that's more likely, but that's still a long shot too. So those are uh, that's it. That's all I've made right now. Um, Where and then I just took the uh, under on. What are you leaning to deals. on the top running backs? Well, the top running backs right now. I mean, I mean the, the total running backs. I'm a, I'm a, I think two. I think there are going to be two to three taken. I think there are going to be two taken in the first round. The over-under is one and a half. Uh, most draft boards aren't showing that. So, I mean, it is a risky it is a risky uh, take. The number one rated, according to Pro Football Focus, running back is Javante Williams out of North Carolina. Okay. Uh, but the rumor is that Pittsburgh really likes uh, Najee Harris. But, again, that's really what the – media wants that's what the beat writers are just clamoring for so it's not necessarily what the team wants you got to remember at the end of the day it's about what the team wants i mean the odds are all over on harris though like they're just following that right yeah and then travis and me and etney etney Mm -hmm. is is the third guy and uh, he's in the mix too and i would say it's those three running backs and then from there, the, the field isn't all that exciting. As a matter of fact, it's a pretty weak running back class. So, um, you know, it's those three are bust. So because of position scarcity, because there's not a lot of depth at the running back position, I think some teams are going to reach and uh, they're going to go ahead and they're going to make the draft for the running back sooner than probably the value would, would – uh, would allow because if they don't get the running back, you know, again, once you get past those top three, you know, it's a quarterback. I mean, once you get past the top three, three guys, it's a, it's a pretty steep fall as far as quality goes. So, so I think, I think running back is, is, is going to be a plus on the two, uh, taking the over on the one and a half, but yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be fun. I, I've never, I've never propped that on the draft before. 
I've always been a fan of the draft. Yeah. And the last, the last, uh, I'd say seven, eight years, I, I've been less interested. But suddenly, sure. now that I can put a little money on the line, yeah, there you go. It's been fun again. Yeah, I am yeah. going to be sitting there with my pork grinds because I'm doing a little keto now, oh, and I'm going to, I'm going to be watching, uh, I'm going to be watching the draft. Um, and I, I've listened to a couple uh, some podcasts, and uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I got, uh, I, I'm comfortable with what's going on. What's one uh, podcast that you'd suggest? If you're not going to listen to just ours, but you wanted to listen to another podcast, uh, well, I, me- I'm a big fan of Establish the Run. Establish you know, the Run. If you yep. hear me talking on the show before, I mean they're they're um, yeah they're the data and the source I use for my uh, fantasy scouting. Um, I trust Evan Silva, Chicago guy, and uh, I think he generally has good information and he has good he has a good mind as to what he thinks. You know, he's good at projecting with information gathered. So I like Evan Silva, Established the Run, and uh, they got a really good podcast, and I believe it's free right now. So, you know, yeah, take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, I like that. I'm going to give that a listen then tonight before uh, before tomorrow's draft. I can't believe we're finally here. I can't believe that we're at a place with our Chicago Bears – where I don't know what the hell is going on. Like, I don't know where they go from here. What are they going to draft tomorrow? I honestly think it's completely up in the air. I want to keep saying that it's a home run swing for Ryan Pace and, and, and Coach Nagy, but I've thought that was the case before. I thought that if Mitch didn't work out, I thought that was the home run swing, you know? I thought yeah, Pace would I, be gone with that. 20, 20 is a really bad spot this year. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I don't I I don't know it's it's harder to project. Um, Elijah Moore, wide receiver, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Um, that's who Evan Silva is projecting there. Uh, replaces Anthony Miller with a Doug Baldwin clone. Uh, so that that would be a good deal. We definitely need another wide receiver. You know the question as to what they're going to do next year if you know Ellen Robinson's going to stick around. They need a playmaker there. I, I've heard the I've heard some uh, talk of uh, offensive linemen going there, and then of course that makes a lot of sense. We definitely need help at offensive line, so that may be an option. Um, Who'd you say at offensive line? I didn't say anybody oh, at okay. offensive line yet. Um, uh, this uh, this fellow from uh, SB Nation, uh, Jacob Infante, says uh, Tevin Jenkins. Offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. He's a, yeah. He's seen as a favorite to go there. Um, the folks at the Athletic have the Chicago Bears trading the number twenty pick to the Jets for numbers twenty three and eighty six. If the Bears could move back, you know that would be wonderful. Like I said, this is an ugly spot. You're 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 going to get an offensive lineman who's not who has short arms. Okay, you know, let's face it. Uh, as a man with short arms, I could say this. Sure. The problem in this year's draft with the offensive line is there's too many guys with really short arms. And the measurables, you want it, you want your offensive lineman to have length at the arm position, and the measurables aren't there. And outside of the uh, first two picks, you, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get an offensive lineman with short arms. I don't want to I don't want a short armed yeah. uh, offensive lineman on the Bears. Do you? No, 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 no. 
but this fellow says that Jenkins brings precise footworks and pass protection and the intelligence needed to block in zone effectively and pick up twists and blitzes consistently. One thing that the Bears are going to need for their quarterback is some protection. Yeah, and I've seen uh, I've seen that name thrown around definitely going to the Bears as kind of a favorite. Um, here we go. All right. Just now, trying to get a the athletic, This is Jenkins, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's Kevin Jenkins is who it is. Uh, Grown man strength, tosses around smaller edges, impressive strength in the hands and upper body, imposes will when he gets a hold of guys, terrific balance and pass sets, rare to see him out over his toes, crafty with his hands, doesn't let defenders inside his body. The negatives, not particularly fleet of foot, mirror ability is average. Redshirt senior who will be 23 on draft day makes it easier to look stronger in college. Untested against top edge rushers in the Big 12. Faced a lot of three-man rushes because of how teams defended Oklahoma State's offense. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, this fellow is just saying that uh, the Bears re-signed German and Fetty to a one-year deal, presumably to play right tackle. But they've ignored fixing the offensive tackle position with draft capital for a long time. So that's another reason why they're throwing him there. Yeah, but again, I mean, he's he's got the short arms. And he's, I mean, he's, look, if he falls to the Bears, if he's the guy the Bears grab, wonderful. Um, I don't think it's that's a negative, but. He's not a he's not one of the safe picks at offensive tackle, sure. which is why I'm saying you know if you could move back some that would that would be awesome because you know you're gonna get you're gonna get a competent guy. The new Verizon oh, Business Unlimited. Sorry, brother. Sneaking in, you're you're making money on the side. You got a side hustle, uh, sneaking ads into the program. Yeah, I get gonna, it. We're gonna you know? no problem. Just gotta do um, it. You just gotta do it. I mean, yeah. Pro Football Focus has. Jenkins going to the Jets at 23. They have the Bears taking Jalen Phillips, an edge rusher. The Bears need help at defensive line. I mean, that's just it. We've read what? Evan Silva is projecting the, uh, the wide receiver. Pro Football Focus is pro- projecting the edge rice rusher. Yeah. Your guy is projecting um, an offensive tackle. The Athletics says they trade down for a wide receiver. Uh, they right. also have they also have the uh, what's his name Jenkins going seventeenth to the Raiders. So, I mean, this is all just you know it's it's all a bunch of mocks and what can ha- what what can be, but that's what we're doing here. We're discussing that. They say a guy named uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, a wide receiver out of Minnesota, up there playing for PJ Flex, rowing the boat. I don't know. Yeah, Bateman. Uh, Bateman would be. You know, fun. We need a wide receiver. So, again, that's not out of the question. Uh, you look up Bateman, and all it says is uh, the Packers are doing a lot of research on him. So that would be the move there to to grab him when the Packers have a lot of stock. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, Silva's thinking they go, uh, they do go wide receiver there, and he he had the he had the other guy, um, he had Elijah Moore. Uh, I'm trying to find some info on Bateman. Uh, the yeah, Packers, he has he has the Packers taking him at 29. I got that damn ad that came up. Yep, I told you. I see the Packers are are talking about him. Um, 
Yeah, man. I don't know. You were mentioning Elijah Moore, huh, in the second round? Yeah, Pro Football Focus in the first round. Uh, uh, oh. Pro Football Focus has Bateman as their fourth highest rated. Elijah Moore is their fifth highest rated wide receiver. I mean, this is going to be a heavy wide receiver draft. There's a lot of, a lot of talent. Uh, 21 years old is Bateman, 6'2", 210. Uh, where Elijah Moore, 185 pounds, 5'9". So he's uh, obviously a speed guy. You won't find a slot receiver with more tough catches on tape than Moore. Hauled in 73% of his contested catches opportunities over his 1,193-yard campaign. It physically makes me think he can hack it in the outside in the NFL. So versus Bateman, which is a, a bigger bodied receiver at 6'2", 110. Generally, aren't many holes that could be poked in Bateman's game. While his junior year production didn't strike up to his uh, sophomore production, much of the later came after contacting COVID and losing 10 pounds. So, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The Bears are the Bears are an enigma. Where you know, right now, the I mean, the top five picks. You have Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville, guaranteed. Yep. Uh, the New York Jets seem to be taking Zach Wilson. That's almost in stone. The 49ers, interesting. Uh, Trey Lamb or uh, Mac Jones? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. A lot of people Mac think Jones Shanahan's going to pull the trigger there. Did you see that shit where they asked him uh, if, uh, if Garoppolo is going to be on the roster? Did, no, did I didn't. Catch that? Yeah, they asked him if, if, if come Sunday, if, if he thought that Jimmy Garoppolo would be on the team. And his answer was something along the lines of, at this time, I can't guarantee that anyone in the world will be alive on Sunday. So I can't guarantee who's going to be on our roster. That was his wow. answer. Like, what, what does he know that I don't? I mean, is he, re- re- still, is he referring to COVID still? What, what, is there an asteroid that we don't know about? What, what's going on here? But I don't know, man. People think he might pull up and go pull that trigger for Mac Jones. Do you see any way that uh, that Garoppolo's in on a trade to the Bears? I just I don't feel no, no way. I, I don't. You're, although it is pace, so I don't know. Like I have no idea what he what he'll do. He wants yeah. traded up for Mitchell Trubisky. That's true. That's true. That's ugly. Uh, yeah, Jaguars, Lawrence, uh, Jets, Wilson. Matt Jones is probably going to the 49ers. That seems to be – Kyle Shanahan seems to have a hard-on for him. So, Matt Jones there. And then Atlanta's interesting. I mean, this is the potential where a trade-up could happen. This is where yeah. Denver could pop up and, uh, you know, go for Justin Fields or a Trey Lance if they feel that passionate about it. Most likely, mm-hmm. though, Falcons are probably just going to stick with tight end Kyle Pitts who, uh, you know, everyone loves. And uh, I think he's going to be the first skilled player outside of quarterback off the board. Uh, The Bengals are favored for Chase right now. Uh, Chase mixed with Joe Burrow. Uh, They played played together in college. Uh, This is a guy that Joe Burrow wants. Uh, The Bengals really, really need help at offensive line. 
And uh, that's the smart move would be to go ahead and get the offensive lineman. But if they feel like there's going to be some magic here with the quarterback connection, you know, uh, Jamar Chase, good player. Um, he's a guy I'd want on my team. So uh, very, very feasible there for uh, the Falcons. Or I'm sorry, the Bengals. At yeah. six, you got the Dolphins. Yeah. It looks like they'll probably go wide receiver here. Um, it looks like they've finally committed to uh, to Tua, and uh, they need some weapons, and Jalen Waddell would fit perfectly. Uh, then the Lions, Justin Fields. I'm seeing pits falling there with uh, the athletic anyway, thinking that uh, that Fields might go to Atlanta and then pits falling. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Like you just said, yeah. Miami thinking receiver, but, I mean, why wouldn't they also be thinking tight end at that point? So. And let me clarify that these are these are Evan Silva's picks. They're not mine. Okay, Pitts would be a dangerous weapon for quarterback Tua, um, but I mean, you know, they could go with L. Oh, they, they've got Shaheen, who actually had a pretty. Remember Adam Shaheen, Bears second yeah. round draft pick? Yeah, tall guy. Go. So I told you earlier that I got a new tattoo in honor of the Chicago Bears draft, just to prove to you. And I kind of I showed my hand a second ago on there, but I did. I got this new tattoo. Um, I want to show it to you. I can't open it up right now because it's it's still covered up, uh, you know, with the lotion on it. It's got the bandage and everything. Gosh, it, have you noticed it hurts a little bit over here? Like it's really. Have you seen I, like I'm slower on the mouse because I of smell it. bull. It's got I a nice smell hurt. the bullshit. But this is, you've been concerned that I've straight. become a full time Browns fan when I've assured you that that's just my secondary team. Look at this stupid hat. Look at this. See that, Al. My new uh, tattoo, yeah. baby. Let's go Bears. I did it. I am. I'm gonna work on a whole sleeve, is what the plan is. I want to bring it up here. The Chicago's here, and then not the Chicago flag up there because I think that's silly to do the flag as a tattoo. I think that what I want to do is the Chicago Y, the municipal device. That's my plan. So we'll see. Chicago. Hello. Baby. Let's go Bears. Yeah. What? what? Huh? Virginia McCaskey's on the phone, Clark. Hold on. Yeah, what, what does yeah. she have to say? Okay. Thank you for listening, by the way. I appreciate you tuning in. She said, Clark, if you actually have that tattoo, you could be an official fan again. Oh, if not, you're, you're completely yeah, out. Yeah. Well, and that she feels like this is a mockery and an insult to the family legacy if you're lying about this tattoo wearing that stupid hat. Well, I can't Did I get that right? I, I can't show it right now. Oh, dopey. She said dopey hat. Tell Virginia, don't move the team to Arlington Heights. They're, they're the Chicago Bears, not the Arlington Bears. We don't need that. They need to build the racetrack back. I'll take the Metro to the racetrack, but I'm not taking the Metro out to see the Bears. Hi, Virginia. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I no, no, no. I told him. Out. It's like fallout. He loses intelligent points with the hat on. Arlington Heights. I don't know what he's talking about. I can't afford All right. to do that. I'll talk to you later. I can't afford yeah. to do that. I can't afford to. Oh, everybody's talking, moving to the racetrack. And then the article from Cranes today, Cranes uh, Business. They said uh, – Crane Chicago Business. Yeah, Crane Chicago Business. They say uh, that the Bears haven't denied that they might want to do that. Like, what the fuck is that? Why is that going out there right now? I don't need to see that. I know it's a pain in the ass to get to the lakefront, but I love it out there. I'm back out there every day, every other day, giving tours again. I love that place. Keep the damn thing on the lakefront. If you have to knock it down now, it's no longer a, a monument. Knock it down and build a new one. Let's go. Come on. Parks Look, Department, let us do it. If the Bears 
moved to Arlington Heights, I would go to a lot more games. I wouldn't go to a single game. I'd go to more You're Browns not a games. Fan. I'd go to You're more not Browns a fan. games. Fuck. You have the dopey hat on. You're a Browns fan. You're an intelligent fan. But if they move to Arlington, I'm done. Call with bad hats. Star 69 Virginia, call her back. Does that still work? And tell her, you tell her that I am no longer a fan if they move to Arlington. And maybe you're not a fan already. Virginia's already kicked you out of the fandom, man. They're selling. You're gone. You are ejected. God bless Virginia. You're out of here, pal. She's no longer with us. They're going to sell the team. They're going to move to Arlington. We're going to have the Arlington Bears. They might even change their name. It'd be the Arlington Aardvarks or something. The Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington. No, they don't play in Arlington. Yeah, they do. Arlington, Texas? Yeah, you can't yeah. do that. There can't be two teams playing in an Arlington. Where does that what ever happen? the Heights, man? That's ridiculous. Arlington Heights. Give us the Cardinals back. Give us it's the football higher. Cardinals back. I, I'll take them. Because right now... The St. Louis Cardinals? Are you giving up on the Cubs now? You you Ow. you've switched in your fandom Ow. again? Scale of one? No, the 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 Arizona, the Chicago football Cardinals that moved to St. Louis, that then became the moved to Phoenix, became the Phoenix Cardinals, and are now the yeah. Arizona Cardinals. Your the new Chicago baseball Cardinals, team, the St. Louis Cardinals. Get out of here! I'm not a Cardinals fan, and it's not like I'm going to be. I'm never going to be a, a Packers fan. Not that I'm a diehard Browns fan, but anyway, as I'm saying. Just bring another team. Let's go. What was I saying? Hello. Oh, boy. She's calling. Again. Clark, it's, it's the owner of the Bears again, Virginia McCaskey. She's Hello, 90 Virginia. some odd years old. You so she's much. listening I, to our show right now. I have so much uh, respect for that? you. You're, you're one of the greats. You are yeah. one of the greats. Yeah. Okay. I'll let him know. Clark, she says you're a nincompoop. She's 90, you know. What? You're a nincompoop. You are. According to Virginia McCaskey, you are, and you're not a fan anymore. You you're officially fandom. lost your Bear fandom. On a scale of 1 to 10 right now, with 10 being super Bear fandom, I'm super confident in the Bears, and a 1 being I have no confidence in what the Bears are doing right now, where do you sit? Virginia's no longer listening. Where do you sit? Well, I picked 26. The Browns are projected to get an edge rusher. Oh, woo. Freak athletic run, 4.36. Six five two hundred and fifty seven pounds. Wow, that's what, that is a great forty. Forty. What's his name? Uh, Jason. Just spell it. How do, how do you spell it? O W E H. Okay. Okay. And when do you see him coming there? Again, if y'all want to join us, seven six zero four five four eight eight three four seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. Chat with us on the chat line. You can join us at any time. Hell, if you join us uh, on the phone, you can hang up real quick and leave for a while and then come back. It's a popular thing to do is to just leave in the middle of a conversation and then come back. That's what we enjoy. I have no control over the, these It seems like you're just ed- exiting at random fun points that make it fun for you. I wish. I was, I was looking up ooh, and next thing I know, I find out I'm not even on. Sean's a fan <laughs> of Fallout. Well, it's the greatest game ever. Okay. Okay. It's not the greatest game ever. That's RimWorld, but it's it's one of the best open world role plays uh to ever exist. Okay. All right. Um you know, I know like you know, it's kind of like Zelda to put it in your uh maybe in your uh, generation of video games. Okay. All right, fair. I'm in. I'll 
I'll play it. Can I play it on uh, on the computer or on my phone or or the place the the first PlayStation? We have one of those here. Actually, you probably can. I I, I would. Yeah, it might be second gen. Jason? I mean, there's a lot of games. It's, there's like four games. The athletic calls Jason Oa. Oh, Oe is high risk, Oa. high reward kind of player. He's out of Penn State, but uh, you give him time and some uh, reps, and he could turn it around. They have him going 35th to the Falcons. To the Falcons. Caleb Farley is projected by the Athletic to go to the home team for the draft, the Cleveland Browns. He's out of Virginia Tech. He's a cornerback. He's got some injury concerns. Yeah. Uh, hell, he was out this spring with a back surgery. So His back. Ooh. He, uh, Ooh. He's protected by Evan Silva to go 16 to the Cardinals. Wow. And I'm hoping to be a linebacker. Wow. Um, and then the guy in the, the, uh, the Bears beat reporter on the score today uh, had him going to the Bears. Okay. Wow. It, it, in the first round at the 20th pick? Yeah. I mean, man. That that back surgery doesn't that just you can see why he's why he would drop on some boards for sure. Well, he swears that his back is fine. What? He was no, out, he was no. pulling out medical charts. He said he was he, no, he was I, very adamant that dude, his back is okay. I God bless him. I appreciate him for bringing all of that out because I mean that's got to be a hell of an injury to get at this time with the draft coming up and everything. So God bless him. Jesus. Al, yeah. The other when you were here, when you were here to watch WrestleMania, you left you left a couple fingers of the Japanese malt malt yochi. Nice. So I'm finishing that up. I hope I hope you don't mind. Was I supposed to drop that back off because you forgot it, or was that like a donation kind of thing? I, I left it there. I left it there knowing you, you would uh, suck it up. So, Well, thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate it. I hear a lot of Clark. What? I was hearing multiple Clarks there. It was on my end. I don't know if it went hello, over the hello, air. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Oh, this is looking like it's between a an $89 and a $150 bottle of Japanese whiskey. Yeah, that's good stuff. Thanks, man. I mean, it tastes great. I wasn't doubting the the validity of the taste at all. Oh, you I think just... I you think I drink junk? No, uh, no, no I, was... I am a draft king, Clark. I, I was not questioning. Look, at, there's a picture of me and my crown. That looks like uh, Waller. No, 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 that was me. Look, I've heard this. We look. You know what I just came up with recently, right out of the thin air, was that. The Hulk Hogan character was based on Jerry the King Lawler. That's that's right from my brain. It wasn't based on Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> the hulking up was a gimmick that Hulk, that Jerry Lawler did, and those two were tag teaming. This is according to Jim Cornette. They were tag teaming, and you know Hogan saw it there, and that's most likely where he got it from. Everybody everywhere got something from someone along the way in Correct. anything they do. Your radio style, your, your, your morning DJ, your karaoke DJ style, all of it, it started somewhere, and you pick Organic. up little things as you go along the way. And that's I'm how a, you become who you are. I'm a content creator, not a content follower, Clark. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never stolen a bit in my life. <laughs> what? What haven't you stolen? A bit of what? You've never stolen any bits? 
I'm not saying you're stealing bits. You're not um, – who was it, Carlos Mencia? Is that who uh, Rogan called out back in the day? I wish I could steal bitcoins. Like I wish I could be the bitcoin bandit. You know, there's got to be like – you know, people used to rob banks. we got to figure out how to steal bitcoins. Gray Sports Almanac, right? Like the Gray Sports Almanac. We've got to go look at that. Um, we've got to go look at the, uh, at the Gray Sports Almanac. Um, and uh, if we do that, then we can go back five years ago and buy some Bitcoins, right? I love it. And then bring it back here. Boom. It's like backwards doing it. I think I. it seems like we have a caller from Jersey on the line. Oh, boy. Let's go get Jersey Lou's thoughts on the NFL draft. How about that? It's luscious Lou, man. I'm ready for it. Well, we're also going to have to ask him about, this is our longtime listener. We're going to go to the Joseph's Finest Meats hotline right now to our friend Lou. Lou, how you doing tonight, brother? Well, I had a Bitcoin maybe I can help you out a bit, but I'm a little bit strong on that. So I had to forget that for a while. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we all are. We're all a little short on the Bitcoin. Before I ask you about Bitcoin, the NFL yeah. draft, I know that you told yeah. us you were going to watch WrestleMania. Your 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 partner watches your radio partner watches WrestleMania. Yes. What did you think of the whole thing, my friend? Well, you know, I heard a lot of controversy about about the um, about WrestleMania. Uh, some fans were really disappointed in the fact that it took uh, two days to get the uh, to get the event done. And one of the um, wrestlers, it, it was even more of a joke because after the fight was over, this was in the, in the ladies' division that she went after the referee. Uh, although I think it was uh, staged a bit, but it was like, oh my god, this is completely ridiculous. After she lost the fight, she got, she went back to the ring and attacked the ref, and it was like he didn't even care. It was just like this is just like comic. This is just like a comic tragedy altogether. And again, mostly WrestleMania is a comic tragedy. Your partner, who's a big fan, was he happy overall? Yes. Okay, that's all. I need but we don't hear. always think alike. And then, quick here, I need your your NFL draft thoughts. Okay, well, let's just hope that uh, Zachy Boy is going to do wonders for the Jets because we definitely need a quarterback. Well, we need a whole new overhaul for the team, to be honest with you. We need a quarterback, a running back, a safety. I think we need better cheerleaders. So we have to start from the ground floor and go all the way up because every time we seem to get someone that looks good on paper, turns out to be a bust. So I'm just hoping that Wilson from BYU is going to be our man. Yeah, we were we were lying, well, we were lying so much. Yeah, on Zach on Zachy boy, because our last quarterback, which was all the rage, you know, what did he do in the three years he was with the, with the Jets? Hardly anything. Well, what do you just, want? Just, the, uh, the Jets' second first round pick. What are you hoping they do? We number twenty three. Yeah, I'm. Tr- yeah, I, I don't know who they got uh, planned for, but you know, I'm I'm anxious to see what they're going to do with uh, the number twenty three pick in the draft. We don't really know much about him, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a far spot out. You know, it's kind of where the Bears yeah, are. Well, for a first be. round, yes. Well, well to see well, the, uh, the, uh, I mean, look, the Elvin the uh, Evan Silva mock draft has uh, them taking an edge rusher, so going a little defense mm. there. Well. I mean, edge rushers don't get much attention, but um, you know, that number twenty-three pick, you know, isn't, isn't exactly that bad. 
I mean, it's, you know, kind of low for a first-round pick, but maybe, you know, maybe there's there could be something brewing with him. Which we knew more, more about. I mean, all the attention has been on Wilson for the Jets. And see yeah. what he's going to do. But, you know, just because you get a good draft pick doesn't mean your team is going to turn out to be, you know, on the winning side. I mean, we've been through this before. No. We've gotten, you know, number two draft picks, number three draft picks, and what did they do? Nothing. We were still in the basement. Sometimes you have a two or three draft pick and you end up with Mitch Traminsky. Oh, you had to go there. Ugh. Yuck. Yeah. Well, he he's playing out out at kind of your neck of the woods, up to the north there, I guess. But uh, man, yeah, he's going to be the back of up in Buffalo. Uh, my, I was telling Al earlier the uh, the folks at the Athletic here have the Jets and Bears making a first round trade. Uh, they they think there's a possibility that Chicago. I know it's crazy to talk about trades, but they think there's a possibility mm-hmm. that Chicago sends the 20th pick to the Jets for 23. And then uh, the Jets hmm. go for guard uh, Vera Tucker out of USC. They they need some line help out there as well. Yeah, they do. They need an offense. They do need offensive line help out there. That's for sure. That could be a possibility. I'm not going to rule that out. Well, that's good. I wouldn't rule it out either. So there'll be a wide yeah. spectrum of uh, possibilities that could happen. Absolutely. Oh, there is. Anything else you wanted to get in, tonight, Lou? Before I before just we... that we don't regret it. Fair. I mean, I I fully expect to regret everything that the Bears do. That's just kind of how right. it's gone. Do you fully expect to regret everything the Browns do as well? Absolutely, just... absolutely. Why do you think that I? Well, why do you home. think that I adopted the Browns as my AFC team, Al? It's because I know how yeah. they feel. I know what what it's like to be a Browns fan. Sure, they have a lot of promises of late. Yes, they made the playoffs last year, but I mean, but there's still just not a lot of hope. Yeah, I've become Lou. I've become a Browns fan. Like I'm a Bears fan first, always. I see. But I had to get a secondary team because this mockery that we've made out of a NFL team here in the city of Chicago. And I've gone with the Cleveland Browns. I had a friend that passed away who was a big Browns fan, so I've I've kind of adopted them, and it's been kind of fun. Uh, They have the uh, they have the 26 pick, and uh, we'll see. 26, 26 pick, huh? Okay. Yep. Yeah, they're picking 26. Hang on. I'm, uh, let me grab Let me grab the other uh, the other thing here that I have on on uh, on the Browns. I, I've seen a few different mocks for the Browns going. Uh, J.C. Horn, the quarterback at 26. Um, I've also seen a few places for the Browns where they trade down and uh, then. Uh, then they, uh, yeah, they they trade down. It just depends. It's of course it's up in the air. Yeah, man, I don't know. That I see Farley again there, Al. It, man, that's so Farley. tough to go his way. Hmm. Yeah, it does doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> Lou, well, anything else? How are those Mets? How are those Yankees? What's going on there? Mets are well. Mets are playing in a mediocre division right now. I mean, they're only like at or just above 500, so they might be the weakest division this year. Um, all right, the Yankees are struggling a bit, but you know what? I've seen this before with them, where they start off slow in the first couple weeks of the season, but they uh, manage to, you know, pick up speed once uh, May gets here. So I'm not at a loss right now, really. And if anybody thinks that uh, 
that the season is going to be right down the tubes. Uh, I wouldn't call yourselves a real fan. You give up on okay. them too easily. I do not. Fair. Fair. Hey, I mean, Lou. With August right you... now, yes, I would think it's a lost cause, but now, no. Hey, Lou, what do you call a Cleveland Brown fan with a uh, Super Bowl ring? Uh, useless? Worthless? Uh, uh they haven't won it yet. Oh, boy. That's, That's a, a thief. Oh, boy. A thief. Lou, oh boy. I can't tell you about this guy. Uh, hey, Lou. Hey, Lou. What, what do the Cleveland Browns and possums have in common? Hmm. What do they have in common? I'm not sure. Both play dead at home and they get killed on the road. Yeah, of course. Although you wouldn't know that from last year because they. There's never been a I touch. A tornado in the Browns. What do they have in common? There's never been a touchdown in Cleveland. No. Yeah. Cute. Wow. That's good. Lou, quickly, uh, seven innings of baseball. It's enough to be considered a complete game in Major League Baseball, but is that enough to be considered a no-hitter if you give up no hits? Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's a scheduled seven-inning game, double-header, and nobody gets a hit yet. It should be considered a no-hitter. I don't care what the rules are. That's a no-hitter. Lou, my guy. That's yeah, my it's guy. not really a no-hitter. I no. mean, a no-hitter takes well, a full game. Here's the thing. And, uh, you know, unless yeah, you don't care about history of baseball and comparison. Lou, here's the thing, Al. Uh, in 89, uh, the, the commissioner at the time, Bart, uh, what was his name, Lou? Uh he uh Bud Selig. No, he he, he said no, it wasn't him at the time. Bart Giametti, something like 91, that. Ninety one. Ninety one it was. Ninety nine. Ninety one. Ninety one. And uh yep. there had been a rained 91. out no hitter and he came out and he made it a rule that you must play nine games for a no hitter. However, that was a rain shortened no hitter. It was not a, a scheduled yeah. seven inning game. Because they don't want in the history books people only playing seven innings and getting credit for a no-hitter. Archer, you, you, you can't say that. You've told me that you're very happy no. about seven-inning baseball because it's less baseball. You've Absolutely. told me that, pal. So you, they you should get – I tell you what, Clark. If they make all the games seven innings, then seven innings should be a no-hitter. But if only specific games are seven innings, you can't have a no-hitter in those games. I'm sorry. Lou, Your buddy you didn't get a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. Stop buying that. If you, if, if you're going to schedule it that way, through five if, and a half games is an official game. Anything with an official game and no hits is a no hitter. I don't care what those rules say. That is wrong. He got I mean, cheated no and should be there. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm arguing on the five and a half thing there, but I get where you're coming from. My thing is, last year wow. it was a short right, look. Lose by the book, man. If five and a half counts, five and a half Larcher, counts. Last year, it was a shortened season. It was a shortened season last oh, year. Oh, thank God. It was the best year games, of baseball I've ever 60 seen. 60 games, and the, the Los Angeles Dodgers played those 60 games. Then they went to the playoffs. And let me tell you this, Al, and they won the World Series. And they got a ring at the end of it, and they got a trophy. If the Los Angeles Dodgers get a trophy and a ring after a 60-game year, a damn seven-inning no-hitter, it's a no-hitter. That's it. Look, that's yeah. it. 
if a, if if a kid plays little league, they get a trophy. Doesn't matter if they win or not. It's the same thing. People felt bad for everybody during the pandemic. They got a participation yeah. ring. It's fine. They're it still happens. playing under pandemic yeah, rules. Everyone, the seven inning stuff is still pandemic rules. That's the thing. Everyone's yeah. gonna still have. Everyone's gonna make a little asterisk about the uh, Dodgers winning. They did this seven-inning thing because they knew that there could be some COVID stoppage, right? Like, they knew that some teams couldn't go play because of COVID, and there'd be no. a lot more double headers. This no, is another Clark, COVID this rule. So what you, just said, is, what you just said, you, you, just, you backed testing. up my case. You backed up my case. This will be interesting this topic on my show. The waters and see if they can make baseball more interesting and more enjoyable because fans – are not interested anymore. The young kids are not interested. They lose focus, and seven innings maybe is doable. Nine innings in today's world, it's a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, man, I don't know. Lou, thanks for joining us today. Saturdays is your show at uh, 4 p.m. Yeah. our time. 4 your p.m. Central, right? Yep. Five o'clock, five my time, four your time. Boom. Nailed it. All right, Lou, thanks again okay, for joining us. Have a good night, brother. Well, let me give you the number. In case, let me give you the number in case you want to call in. Do the it. number is 512-543-4662. The number again, 512-543-4662. And I think I'm going to bring this up as one of my topics on Saturday because this is becoming quite a debate. I like it. Um, I will give it every chance I have. I'm pretty sure I might have a tour at that time. But if I'm on my way home, I'll give you a call. Right. Okay, and remember, it's toll-free. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us later. Thanks. It's good. Yep, it's a good thing that's toll-free in these days, Al. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> it's just so expensive to make phone calls. Jersey Lou, I love it when he joins us. My goodness. Oh, that's how I bring up baseball. I wait until Jersey Lou calls. I can't believe he was on my side. Well, no. Sean gives an interesting perspective. Oh, shit. Uh, of as course a he does. American, Your guy, Sean, what, what does he have to say? As a, as a non-American, baseball is the only American sport I can't watch. So seven O's. So boring. Spot on. Sean gets it. Sean, come on, man. Like, come to Chicago – Come to a ball game with me. We'll we'll go to either ballpark and we'll we'll eat some great food. If you if you enjoy a drink or two, we'll have a good drink while we're doing it. If you enjoy a smoke, we'll have some gummies when we go in. And I will show you this game of baseball, my friend. And I will show you the intricacies. It's the intricacies that make the game what it is. Or Sean, we could get a couple hot dogs, a bottle of whiskey, a couple joints, and go hang out at a dog park and watch dogs play. Why do while you we want to do stoked. that? Why do you Much want to better. do that? It's not any Much better. better. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I would rather go to a dog park and watch dogs play than sit around at a baseball game and spend nine dollars on a, a horrible hot dog and twelve dollars for a beer. We have to sneak in gummies. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Come on, Sean. You got to be kidding me here. My goodness. Um, I've come to a realization, fellas, in the last uh, in the last few uh, years here, the last couple years, that I was really, really. I, I'm I'm a big baseball fan, and I am bigger than most, a bigger baseball fan than most. Um, 
with the Cubs being in the World Series, a lot more people become baseball fans because the playoff games are more exciting. I attribute it to watching playoff hockey. Playoff hockey is one of the most exciting things to watch. Um, and baseball can be that way, too, where you're hanging on every pitch watching it in the World Series. It's just a lot of fun. But I've realized lately that there are a lot less baseball fans than I thought there were. Here's a rule, Al, that I thought that you might think is interesting. Um, one of the minor league team, one of the minor league leagues is doing this. It's not a minor, it's not an official MLB league. It's an independent league, but for the extra innings, they're doing like a shootout, but a home run derby type thing where you play your nine innings of ball. And instead of that possibly going on and on and on, what you do is you have one guy come out and take 10 swings. If he gets three home runs, then the next guy from the other team comes out. If he gets four, they win the game. If, if he gets three, then they bring out two new guys. It's like a shootout. There are numerous times on this program where I have saved baseball and told ways to make the sport watchable. And I just came up with a new one while what you were it? blathering on about oh, I don't know, what shootouts or something. Oh, you don't, you don't like this home run derby shootout? I, I wasn't even listening. I was thinking about my idea yeah, while you were What's talking. your idea, pal? Uh, 40 dogs, different breeds, randomly released on the field. And the, the game happens as normal, but with the dogs running around. And if the dogs get the ball, it's still in play. They got to get the That's ball from good. the dogs. That's I would good. tune in. Come on, man. No. I would tune no. in. No. Can you imagine how happy those dogs would be running around that park? 40 dogs sniffing each other's butts, playing, wrestling around, uh, going after the ball, cackling guys with the ball. I am. Man, I, am, I should be in charge of baseball. Yeah, it should be Bud Selig Larcher third. You should <laughs> call into like one of the weekend baseball shows that are on the score or something and, and bring that up. I think it'd be perfect. Absolutely. I can't argue with you that it's not interesting. Oh, it's horrible. No, it's I found I found an article here from uh, uh, Bleacher Report by Matt King. Mm-hmm. 20 reasons baseball is the worst. Oh, Jesus. Number 20, repetitive sports center highlights. Hey, look, a diving catch. I can't remember the last time I saw one of those. And then they, they show that catch like three different times from three different angles because it's awesome. Number 19, fantasy is too much work. I agree. Number 18, baseball oh. injuries are hilariously stupid. Fantasy baseball is pretty tough to keep up with. Yeah, it is. Too uh, many games. Injuries are stupid, what, 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 such as? Any? Maybe it's because they play a non-contact sport for the most part, because MLB players feel the need to make up uh, for it by getting injured in the most bizarre ways off the field. Yeah, every sport has strange injuries, but baseball takes things to a new level. Just check out some from MLB.com. Cubs outfielder Brett Barbary missed a game after getting chili juice in his eye. I mean, how can you play with chili juice in your eye, Al? Have you ever gotten something in your eye and you can't see for a long time? Something very. I've never missed work because I and I make a lot of chili. I'm a man who knows a hearty chili. Uh, Philly's right. Right-hander uh-huh. Jeffrey Junday was sidelined during spring training when his new tattoo became infected because he went sunbathing. Oh, I got to watch out for that with my new tattoo. You got to be really careful. I might not be able to do the show next week because of my new tattoo. You never know. Um, Tigers reliever Joel Zamaya developed elbow problems from playing too much Guitar Hero. 
What was uh, Sammy Sosa had one? I think he sneezed and threw out his back. And I used to think that was such bullshit until I got older. And now, yeah. like, I could totally see how I could throw out my back with a sneeze. Like, come on, it could happen. Number seventeen, the games last forever. Number sixteen, we're Tim working, McCarver. We're, we're working on that. Tim McCarver hasn't been around for a while. That sounds like an what inside. Year, what year did this article come out? Twenty thirteen. Probably. 2012. Uh, number 15, managers wear uniforms. Um, here, Al. Yeah. I actually have a manager's uniform. There's the Ma- the Joe Madden uniform is uh, is right there. Here, here's my thing. I don't want to have uniforms of, uh, of people who are younger than me. So I think it was a, a wedding gift for my wife. She was asking me what I would want. And I said, hey, uh, I want a jersey. Uh, like she asked what jersey I would want because she was ordering jerseys from China, right? Like like you do. It's definitely a knockoff. But uh, I was like either Ryan Sandberg, Andre Dawson, or Joe Madden because I don't want jerseys of somebody younger than I. That's why I ended up with a manager uniform. There you go. Beautiful. Hall of Fame voting is stupid. Number 14. Number 13. MLB athletes in quotations. It's ridiculous that I have a manager's jersey. Number 12, and this is my number one, there are too many games. Number 11, the draft is a joke. Number 10, crazy fields. Number nine, oh, this is my new number one. Baseball fans are annoying. Come on. They are number Number eight, stat heads are even more annoying. Name one baseball fan that's annoying. Name, I don't know. Probably a guy with a Cleveland Browns hat on. I'm doing a show from Chicago with. I'm a Bears uh, fan. Number eight, stat heads are even more annoying. I disagree with that. Number seven, the Yankees <laughs> and Red Sox. Number six, the designated hitter. Number five, no replays where it matters. Yeah, Number four, yeah. no YouTube clips. The Number three, PED. Oh, oh. Number two, did I mention there were too many games? Yeah. Number one, I'm not going to read it. What's that? Number one, what is it? Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. All right. It's well, not really the worst. Maybe you could tell me later. Well, I mean, you've gone through the whole no, list. It'd be a real pain right. in the ass if you didn't give away the final one. Number one, it's not really the worst. What is it? The worst part about baseball is that it's not really the worst. Despite the many, many, many faults oh, I've laid out, right. it's still kind of great. Yes. So this guy starts kissing ass at the end. Garbage. Switch. Bait and – what an article. That's great. Good job. Gar- hot garbage. I, I agree with him. No wonder Bleacher Report sucks. I'm 100% behind him, if, if I Clark, have to be honest. What do the Cleveland Browns – and the mailman have in common? I don't know. Neither deliver on Sunday. Come on, man. Well, it's a good thing the Browns are getting good again because now they have a lot more games on Monday nights and uh, probably Thursdays. They're back in the fold. I don't know. <sighs> What else? What should you do? What should you do if you find three Cleveland Brown football fans buried up to their neck in cement? What's that, Larcher? Get more cement, Clark. Come on. It's easy. Follow along. Follow along. That one is easy. My goodness. 
Oh, man. Hang on a second. You getting some breaking draft news? No, I'm not. Not at this time. I will let you know if there's any breaking news. Clark, did you know the Cleveland Browns don't have a website? You know why? Because they have no W's. They can't string three, three W's, W's together. together. Close. Yeah, yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. I, I had it. You, you don't give me close there. All right. You, you, I'll give you that one. I mean, come on. You've got to give me that one. Hey, Larcher, do you mind if what? we move to a new topic, or are you having a lot of fun with this one? Yeah, here? no, no, go ahead. You I'll sure? still throw you in sure? some Cleveland Brown jokes there. All right, hang on. You can throw in one more if you, if you got a second here. All right. Why do NFL teams get excited about playing the Cleveland Browns? Why is that? It's like having an extra bye week. All right. What's the, okay? Here's a good one. What's the difference? Oh, I, didn't, I actually didn't read this one. What's the difference between a Cleveland Brown fan and a carp? What is the difference between a Cleveland Browns fan and a carp? Uh, a Browns fan has meat. I don't know. One's a bottom feeding scum sucker. The other's a fish. Moving on. In the pro wrestling world, Al, there's been a documentary series on, it's had two seasons on Vice TV, Dark Side of the Ring, some very good episodes, actually. The WWE kind of has copied their model with a few different shows as well. Um, they just uh, released this season's entire, entire uh, episode topics for every episode. Isn't the first one airs tomorrow, is it? The Pillman episode will be... Yeah, I thought it already aired, and I, I went looking for it, and all I got was a rerun, so... Yeah, new season. Uh, we do have the... Um, we do have the episode topics, of course. I believe that first one being the Brian Pillman episodes, which are the, the first... Uh, I, I believe it's a two-hour episode. It could be a, uh, a, a, a double episode things. Uh, the release date, oh, actually, it's May 6th at 9, 9 p.m. Eastern, so 8 p.m. Okay. our time, May 6th, next week. Right? That's next week already. Jesus, it's April 28th, 2021, Al. Did 2020 happen? I don't, like, that year just, yeah, it's neither here nor that. But the new... No, it happened. They've, they, they then went ahead and announced every single episode that would be around, and there's some good ones All right. in there. Do you, do you want to just run down them real quick with a list? Do you want me to say it? And yeah, let's go. Well, the Brian Pillman yeah, let's episode. go one by one. Let's Brian go one Pillman by one. episodes have started off. I'm very interested to see this, mainly because I don't know enough about it. I only remember what I re- like parts that I remember of his career and and how how his life ended and things like that. What do you, what do you think, pal? I'm interested. I'm. I mean, I I think that's gonna be common. Theme. I think I'm going to be interested in every one of these. Um, yeah, I Brian Pillman was interesting. I, I, I'm curious to some aspects of his uh, uh, his life and kind of the, the end of it. 
You know, I, I don't I don't fully remember what what all happened at right, the end. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I know he died young. I remember him dying very young, and I think it was drug induced, um, or it was residual from drugs. Right. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm blanking. I got him and Benoit mixed up sometimes, which. You know, totally different scenarios. Right. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely curious as to what what the story is going to be, and uh, it's going to feature his uh, his old tag team partner uh, is going to have a few interviews in that Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone so. Cold, nice. Yeah, we'll see that. Um, man, I know he like did. Did he fake being crazy to get out of a contract, and then it, it ended up? You know, he was like. People weren't sure if he was crazy or not, and his contract was ending. And I think he was playing some ruse where the, he was blurring a line between uh, kayfabe and reality. And, um, you know, people weren't sure if it was a work or not in management. And that, But WCW, like, they kind of wanted to get rid of him because of it. Or I, I think there's a whole thing there. So maybe that that's going to be a big part of it. Uh, sure, sure. I could definitely be interested in that. Man. Um. Yeah, let's see it. I, I'm very excited. They do a great job with their storytelling. Uh, the, the usual. Uh, I've seen a lot of Jim Ross in these. Jim Cornette. You know, this year says that Steve uh, Steve Austin's going to be on his episodes. I'm in. Sign me up. Sign me up for his uh, for his episodes. Uh, shit, I lost my I lost my uh, my list. Larger. Like a pro, just like a pro. Uh, what was the uh, something in Korea? Was the next one like? Uh, oh yeah, the collision in Korea. That was like Flair and a and WCW. I think taking money to kind of go to Korea and uh, wrestle for um, you know uh, a, a nasty dictatorship. Uh, it's kind of like some people have problems with. Uh, WWE going to Saudi Arabia. It's yeah, a similar yeah, yeah. situation. Were they in North and, Korea? Uh, yeah, I think it was North Korea. Wow. No I don't think it'd be a big deal for South Korea. No, um, we probably wouldn't have a dark side of the ring. And was... just to clarify, Pillman did die of a heart attack, so it may not have been drug-related. Although I think, again, I but, think it might have been again, residual. I mean, I'm sure a lot of a lot of folks, yeah, like think of that. Um, Al, I wanted to – I had it here ready to roll so here let's uh let's give the dark side of the rail it's back this isn't a children's tv show on saturday morning this is going to be a fight with all new tales of soaring triumphs the bigger he got the more paranoid he got about losing his spot what can be more international than having two big shows in Pyongyang, north korea <laughs> harrowing tragedy if you want to feel pain, then you have to go from the top and get knocked to the bottom. Double assassinations and blowing up police stations? Really? Dumbass wrestlers. And unbelievable mayhem. I was in over my head. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you do the happy side of the ring every once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> New episodes premiere May 6th. There it is. So that's oh. what we're talking about there. Um, 
Larcher, I like that works both uh, for audio and uh, visual there. Very nice. So yeah, improving. I am now even more interested in the uh, the the collision in Korea. Bischoff a little bit smug there with the. What else would you want? Um. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember Flair talking about it. Um, it's 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 going to be interesting. I think that's going to be one that's going to be. I think they weren't like allowed to make phone calls and they weren't allowed to go outside. And one of them went for a jog uh, when they weren't supposed to go for a jog, and they like went into the bad part of Korea, like the, you know the part they don't want you to see. Yeah. And uh, he got called back, and like they almost like arrested him, and I don't remember who it was. Or if I'm mixing this up with a movie, but I I seem to remember some story like that. So more than intrigued. Uh, Nick Gage is uh, another episode topic. I don't know Nick Gage. Nick Gage, I hear us both pounding away at the keyboards. Uh, American professional wrestler, better known (laughs) as uh, well, Nick Nick Gage Wilson was his name. He's currently working uh, for Game Changer Wrestling where he is the GCW world champion in his second reign. Um, my goodness. Uh, I think, oh, he's the guy that, that you saw just slamming something off of somebody else's face. I think that this might be, is he Arquette's guy? Uh, I think that might be it. I think, it, yeah, he and David Arquette did that big blood match and everything. Right? Yeah. That was the one. Yeah, and I see. Uh, I it. see. I think at one time he robbed a bank. Yes. Wait a minute. I, th- I think you're thinking of Nick Cage. Did he have something to do with National Treasures? Has he been really good at driving cars fast? Was he once? Uh, did he once? No, steal no, baby? no, no, no. This is the, this is the right guy. Oh, he okay. was arrested. Right. Possession yeah. of stolen property. There we go. I like that. Oh, hang on. Uh, somebody just chimed in on the uh, chat line over here from Twitch. Uh, I pistachio two three one two two says, "Want to be famous? Buy followers and viewers at HTTPS." Trying to tell us something, Clark. Yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? <laughs> Pay in, buddy. Uh, Thanks, Twitch. <laughs> so, as far as Nick Gage goes, uh, I'm either gonna like it or not. You know, it's gonna be like the one episode with that promoter. Where, you know, it turned out it was very entertaining, yeah. but, but I'm not sure going in. And that's how this one, I'm not going to be like excited for this one. I'm going to be like, oh, it's that Nick Gage one. But watching it, you know, who knows? It could be a really compelling story. Yeah. So yep, sometimes definitely. those are the best. And it's always fun knowing something you know nothing about. Oh, So I, I'm, I'm in favor of it. Absolutely. And what do you think of uh, of the Ultimate Warrior episode that they'll be having? There, that's good. I mean, there's some things that I probably haven't heard before from that. Even though that's going to be uh, that's going to be really interesting how they approach that episode. You know, I mean, are they are they going to get into Warrior, the man Jim Helwig, and you know his his crazy politics and um, you know his horrible comments? Are they going to uh, are they going to talk about how he was dangerous in the ring? Um, are they going to talk about how he wasn't liked within the profession? Um, you know, I mean, it's the dark side of the ring. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're going to tackle some of these issues, but it, the guy has so much baggage on him. I think that's going to be an eye-opener for a lot of people because 
older fans, I mean, I talk to people all the time who, who used to be fans of the 80s, and they're yeah. like, man, Ultimate Warrior was my favorite. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, he, he's he's a complex person. Yep. And uh, they, they have no idea about the other stuff, the, the kind of the dark side of him. Uh, of course, WWE did Destruction of the Warrior, which kind of uh, exploited his um, his craziness and, uh, you know, why he wasn't an, a, a likable person. Um, I remember when I when I did a radio interview with Bobby the Brain Heat, and he, he went off on Warrior. Really? Uh, he said Warrior, Warrior broke his neck. He's the reason he had a broken neck. Really, the reason he left WWF, because he had to get health insurance to get his neck fixed. And WWE wouldn't give him health insurance. But if he went to become a broadcaster for Turner, oh. he technically was staff. And yep. staff would get health insurance, which allowed him to get his neck bro- uh, fixed. Wow. So, but it, it was... Uh, the match, I think, was WrestleMania Five, where he said, please, whatever you do, my neck isn't right. Don't clothesline me without me seeing. Don't clothesline me off the ropes. And that's what he did, and, and he snapped a, a Heaton's neck. So, you know, I, I mean, that uh, again, that's going to be a really compelling episode that if you don't know about the seedy side of, of, of the Ultimate Warrior um, – I think you're going to learn a lot. And if you do know about the CD side of the ultimate warrior, it's going to be interesting to see what they, what they cover, if they cover all of it or if they leave stuff out. I don't think you, you know, can I, do an episode of dark side of the ring without going further into it than what WWE has. I mean, I, I, I expect a lot out of this episode. I, and I hate to I mean, say that because it could get pretty dark. And I mean, I could really have a real shit opinion about this guy at the end, which the WWE, has done, WWE has done a lot to prop him up after his death and what have you. Yeah, like, I don't mind propping up the character. I mean, the, the warrior was fair. such a loved character. Fair. Um, and I mean, the guy was a shithead, though. There's, there's no question about it. If you don't know about the stuff, then yeah. But my concern with it, just watching that trailer, is like if you told me when I first saw that Jim Helwig with the Ultimate Warrior was going to be an episode, I figured they were going to go heavy into a lot of this stuff. But then I watched that clip, and what I saw in there was Diana Warrior, his wife. Um, you know, I don't think she's going to be involved uh, in that other stuff. Yeah. And I also, uh, it seemed like they were framing it about how he was paranoid about losing his position in that, in that quick clip we saw. And, I mean, if that is the story about his paranoia, you know, I, I don't know that that is the full story. So, again, if, if you know nothing about the personal life of the Ultimate Warrior, I think regardless, you're going to learn some of it and kind of see why he's not regarded as a person and uh, why, why his fellow wrestlers don't like the guy either. But, um, yeah, again, and again, if you are somebody who knows the story, it is going to see, be interesting to see what they cover and what they don't. So I'm looking forward to this. I think this will be a very controversial episode and, you know, one we'll discuss on the show. And then we get an episode about Grizzly Smith, who is the father Ooh. of Jake the Snake Roberts. Ooh. I mean, uh, honestly, Al, I just uh, I just did a quick Google right here of Grizzly Smith, born in Grayson County, Texas, in 1932. Yeah, passed away in 2010 in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, his children I mean, being Jake, Jake Roberts, also Rockin' Robin, who really, Ooh, he who who Jake claims, yeah, he he molested. 
I think Robin Robin may have made that claim. I see, so, that, I see that she's opened up about that in the past, too. So, man, that's going to be a tough. That's going to be some great. Yeah, it's going to be a dark episode. And dark I think Jake's, I think Jake Roberts was abused more than Elon. Um, and, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of that probably led to his drug addiction and uh, the problems in his personal life uh, that, that he's just now really kind of uh, getting over. You know, working with AEW and having a spot, even though, like, I th- I think he's too old to be on TV, to be honest. I think he's just, like, his body is so broken down. I think he looks terrible out there. Yeah. And uh, I don't think, I, I don't think he's as, sh- I don't think he's as sharp on the uh, promos as he used to be, which is a shame because I think 10 years ago, man, Jake Roberts would have been, like, uh, an amazing manager. Right. And, uh, yeah, sad. So this is going to be a very dark, depressing episode. Um, and again, I, if people don't know about Jake Roberts and his, his real life battles, um, and his, and his father, um, being kind of an abusive prick, uh, in running, you know, territories. And, uh, I think there may be rumors. He might've been a, a mass rapist who, you know, raped hundreds of women as he traveled around the country. I, I I feel like I, I've heard this story before. I could just be making that up, but uh, we're going to find out. Stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, that's coming up on this season on Vice TV. Check your uh, cable, uh, check your cable and what have you on that. Uh, Jake, you and I saw Jake do his show a few years back at the, uh, at the Annoyance Theater here down on Belmont uh, when they had just moved into their new theater. Um, he, he's definitely an interesting character. I would say that I agree with you. He's a bit too old to be out there on, on live television, but you know where, you know where he thrived a little bit was, uh, was on the recorded promos still. There were a couple of recorded promos there with, uh, Lance Archer, Lance Archer, uh, where I thought it, I thought they were really good again. It was, it was nice to see, but man, yeah, we could see him doing a few different things these days. I mean, I'm rooting for the guy. I, I, I love Jake the Snake Roberts, one sure. of my favorite wrestlers. And, and just uh, to go back to that, uh, seeing Jake the Snake a couple years ago, you saw him at the Belmont Theater. I went the night before and saw him in, like, Schiller Park or some you, shit. You saw him at the very first one of the of – Yeah. That, like, he was trying to do a comedy show. I saw him at the second one. And it was basically like if you took a classroom – both events were, were very similar. If you took a classroom and you lined up a bunch of chairs and you had a guy sitting in the front of the class, uh, you know, telling stories as jokes, you know, they, with humorous tones. Um, is that how you remember it, too? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was in, a, it was in mean, like a classroom at I.O. That's exactly or, uh, what it was like when I saw a honky talk man at a, at a small, theater, small comedy theater out in uh, Phoenix or out in Chandler. I mean, he actually was at a table, so it was very much like a – this was at least like Jake was just standing out there talking. But you're very right. It was very much like a classroom. Yeah. So the, the night before, it was the same setup, and he was, he was doing his stuff, and somebody made a comment that was insulting. Like it was, it was clearly like a dig, and really? Jake – the snake he completely shut down like you know let's say let's say he did 40 minutes when we saw him he he did about 20 minutes the night before somebody heckled him and he he like stopped 
and just he gave the Jake the Snake stare at the guy for like a minute, like, oh my God, is Jake gonna snap? And then like he tried to tell another story, and then he was like, man, uh, he's like, I'm done, and like got up and that was it. Wow. And he, came, I think, I think he still did like the autograph signing afterwards, but the, the the comedy show he was completely thrown off. So the next day when we saw him, it was a very um, you know, you were in an artsy, uh, you went from a, like a blue collar section of Chicago uh-huh. where some guy probably just got a ticket hearing about Jacob Stakes would be there to, to, to a more artsy part of Chicago, you know, where comedy and, and people respect theater and stuff. And it was a very receptive audience. And uh, he, he, he performed really well and he did a great job that day. So um, it was funny though. I, I saw two Jake the Snakes because I saw, I saw the dark side of Jake just come to reality like That's that. And, you know, you, you know, you've seen it with friends before or something yeah. where somebody says something and it's like, oh, they're not joking anymore. And, and, and you know, we've lost them. And that, yeah, that's what happened. So. Uh, I know, you know, a bit more about his entire career and I know him just as one half of the member of the British Bulldogs, but the dynamite kid, uh, Thomas Billington, the dynamite kid. Yeah. Huh. Who trained by Doctor Death? Seriously, seriously, with with Owen Hart, um, one of one of the innovators of of the modern wrestling you see now that the young bucks do, uh, that that flippy floppy lightweight style of wrestling. Um, he really was a pioneer in it. Uh, just a fantastic, just a fantastic wrestler who who had demons and. Uh, you know, and became, a, I, I believe he got injured and was put in a wheelchair and just became an absolute miserable prick. Uh, just just one of the most hated dudes backstage. And, uh, you know, the Jake, Jake the Snake told a story about how the British Bulldogs were not good people and uh, really? how, how they would try to, try to screw with his snake and um, how, how they did some really horrible things uh, as ribs. Um, I remember, I remember those stories from the night we saw him and uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, of negative stories. And I don't know the full story with dynamite kid. I only heard podcasts and people kind of bring him up and be, you know, be like, Oh, dynamite kid. Um, but he was very respected. And, and there's a younger generation that went back and watched his work and uh, you know, loved the guy because he, he in the ring he he was really impressive and really innovative in his style and uh yeah so i'm i'm really uh interested in this i think this episode is going to going to be really good um i think this is this this might be the macho man randy savage versus ricky steamboat wrestlemania stealer of the series um i i think this is the one that uh is is going to take the cake? Oh wow! Uh, because I, there's just so much uh, to learn from this um, that I don't know, and uh, I can't wait. Well, you know, he spent a bit of time in New Japan Pro Wrestling and All Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Man, yeah. you know, you mentioned it later in life. He lost his leg in '97. He lost his left leg, and then uh, the last few years suffered a lot of uh, heart problems and had a stroke. Uh, once he was called the greatest wrestler in the world, but uh, he died on his 60th birthday back in uh, back in 2018. Oh wow! I mean, I remember him dying. I didn't realize it was his birthday. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Oh man, 
Do you know that he was told his career was over when he broke his back in 1986? Wow. That's why you didn't really see a lot of uh, the Hart Foundation or the British Bulldogs didn't last long in WWE, uh, you know, as, as the company was taken off there. The early, uh, what do they call it? The classic era yeah. uh, of, of WWE, um, you know, the golden age of WWE. Uh, because I know he, he was dealing with some injuries and, you know, a lot of it, it was because of uh, that style he was working, you know, that the young kids are working nowadays. Uh, but yeah, man, he had some great matches with uh, Tiger Mask uh, that, that are worth checking out. If you, if you have the New Japan if you have access to New Japan, you can find them in the archives, and they're definitely worth checking out. Uh, just phenomenal stuff. So awesome! And New Japan costs nine ninety nine a month. Like, uh, get it for a month or two and spend some time watching it. I'd... Well, it, it's yen, Clark, so the uh, it translates actually to a little less than nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, this one here, Al, I'm going to be pretty interested in. It's the. Uh, the WWE steroid trials from 1994. Yeah. We remember it, but I don't know if I remember it so well. Like, uh, it, I'm very, very interested in seeing more of this. It's, it's, you know, WWE is a very Republican um, favorite company. You know, they, 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 uh, uh, they, they, W, you know, Linda McMahon, of course, worked at Trump's campaign. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of wonder reasons why this. I mean, look at the federal government tried to WWE and wrestling very similar to what they did with baseball. I so mean, they, they went so they, they hate they, government. They, yeah, the sports, the sports pissed off government and government, be the, the, the sniveling little children that it is, <laughs> decided to go after these these corporations and these companies. Maybe for the better. I mean, look, the WWE definitely had steroid issues. Um, I know to this day, Vince McMahon doesn't really think much of steroids. And there is some science that maybe steroids aren't really all that horrible um, for athletes. But um, in this era, man, they went after them. I don't know if they're going to go into the sexual abuse claims with the ring boys. uh, But WWE was in some trouble to the point where Vince McMahon – hired Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett's old man, to possibly take over the business. Like, he put him in position where, like, hey, look, man, I could go to jail for a couple, you know, for 10 years, five, 10 years. You're going to have to run this company. Um, You know, groundwork was being made. It was that serious. And, uh, yeah. Could that be why a guy like Jeff Jarrett has seemingly, like – you know, he stepped in shit a lot, and then he still made the Hall of Fame just after that. Like, he had some serious issues going on. Are some of these the reasons where it's like, man, these guys were set to take over the business. This family here were still respectable towards it? Am I, am I making the wrong correlation there, you think? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Jarrett had nothing to do. Like, this was Jared. This was sure. Jerry Jarrett. It was the old man. And I don't, I don't know how much – I don't even know how old Jeff Jarrett was at that point or if he would have played a factor – you know, I mean, the, the dad can't come in and like book his son to be the uh, to beat Hulk Hogan uh, because you know, or Bret Hart at that point probably. Well, the government you know, Hogan was, was kind of. They were seeking forfeiture of the Titan Towers, like. Yeah. The, it was really se- wow. Large it, was, it was very serious. 
this is going to be a good episode. Yeah. Vincent Mann, man, he, he battled. I mean, that is a very, he's a very intriguing man who is decided in his elderly ears to isolate himself. And, uh, you know, there's no books, there's no biographies, there's not, there's not a lot. And people don't really tell a lot of Vince McMahon's stories. Now, once he dies, maybe some people start talking. But, I mean, the guys who would tell, who would have the stories, like a Howard Finkel, are, 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 are dying. And, um, you know, it, it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting once they start getting into Vince McMahon biographies because i mean the guy lived a fascinating life from taking over the territories with his you know from his father um i believe with his father's consent and plan and uh becoming this global brand and being a becoming a billionaire and becoming really the walt disney of a generation you know uh wwe is more important in my life than disney ever was um you know that's different in some people's but in a lot of people you know, and one of the things with Disney was, look, you know, Walt Disney was dead by the time I was uh, a kid. So I never had, like, as I got older, I never correlated him as, as the brand where Vince McMahon's been alive my entire life and in charge of this product I've watched my entire life. Yep. So, I mean, he really is, he is, really is a, uh, a Walt Disney-esque figure and he built this massive corporation just as Disney did. So, um Yeah. Uh, this 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 will be an interesting uh, uh, story. Um, it's a court case. Always compelling. Always compelling stuff. So, absolutely. Um, FMW, which is Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Yeah, don't know. Don't know nothing. Nothing, but just the name Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm picturing Ken Shamrock and Nunchucks. 89 to 95. Uh, oh, you are? What's his yeah. name? Steve Bartman or Blackman with those Nunchucks. Uh, he I, probably had nothing to do with it, but that's just what's popping up in my head. I appreciate the uh, the Bartman. Um, hang on. That's their logo. We'll, we'll, this, this is as much of a of a tease as we'll give those watching on, on there. That, that was the logo. I, I think I was in that Fantasy Wrestling Federation. <laughs> I might have been a star over there. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Um, other topics, Luna Vachon. I mean, to me, she was a, she was a manager that was a little bit, a little bit crazy in wrestling. What else is there to that story? Well, she was a wrestler. Born in um, 1962 in Montreal, passed away August 27th, 2010 in Pascal yeah. County, Florida. Drug overdose. I mean, her father was Mad Dog Vachon, uh, so I think it'll be interesting to kind of learn her story. I don't know a lot about Luna. I mean, I know she, she comes from a wrestling family uh, with Mad Dog Vachon, and uh, married to Gangrel. You know, from I know she to ninety to two thousand six. Married for twelve years to Gangrel. Anyway, that's all I got. Yeah. Oh, okay. FMW was. Uh, Onita, so you, it's gonna be a lot of deathmatch stuff. Uh, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Okay. Um, so I probably have actually seen some of their stuff. It was around from uh, July watching old of, Onita matches. July twenty eighth of nineteen eighty nine to March fourth of twenty fifteen. So a quick little thing. It might be interesting to see how it started and how it ended. Like 
Absolutely. Oh, man. So it's Japan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the Luna story should be interesting. Uh, that's and that's one that could be a dark horse. You know, she, there's probably more to her story than I know, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I won't jump into the Wikipedia and look ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll be surprised with the Luna story. Uh, but hey, look, Gangrel and drugs. I'm in. <laughs> there. Let's jump in there. I haven't jumped into all of the uh, into all of those, but. Uh, like the Wikipedia part. I'm not getting the end stories yet. But the plane ride from hell. Oh, oh there's a famous one, yeah. It happened in 2002. So one like the, yeah, there, there was, was a lot that, of alcohol wasn't... involved. Uh it it uh it, it it marked the end of a couple of careers in the WWE. Yeah. Uh there was an open bar that led into this. They were just finishing their tour of uh Britain. With the taping of Insurrection, the pay-per-view in London, and this is 2002, just what a year, year and a half after the Monday Night Wars ended, right? If if you want to bring everybody back to where that where we're sitting, that's kind of where we are. It's the new WWE. There's a lot going on. What do we remember? Flair. Uh, I, um, we remember uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. Did did Brock Lesnar get into a fight on the plane too? I think maybe he yeah, fought like somebody Kurt on the Hennig, plane. Was or... that the Hennig thing? Like Mr. Perfect? Yeah, that was it. Scott Hall and Hennig got into, oh, that's it. Michael P.S. Hayes. <laughs> P.S. Hayes, it's when he lost his ponytail. Didn't they shave his hair? Yeah. Yep. And, and, that sounds yeah, right. You're right. And Brock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's fun. I'm ready to watch it. That'll be a lot of fun. Hey, Never knew it. They were close friends. Henning and Lesnar, both coming out of Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Holy they have the Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Rygar, want to come say hi? Hey, Rygar. Wow. She, no. she doesn't want any part of this. Rygar, come over here. How's Rygar doing? What's the latest on Rygar? Oh, she's chatty. She's found a new toy. She, I got her a little plastic cricket she seems to like. Um, yep. uh, when I got it, I thought, well, this is going to be garbage. I pulled it out of the thing and it had a little battery in it and it would, it would wiggle. So it would walk, you know, look like a, a cricket walking around. And, uh, she immediately somehow unscrewed the bottom of the, uh, cricket and the battery came out and I thought it was done because it was a hard piece of plastic, but I, we were chilling today. We were playing fetch and, uh, I threw the ball. She came back with the ball. I threw the ball again. She came back with a cricket. So wow. I threw the cricket. Yeah, fair. I get it. Uh, XPW. Wasn't that the federation that was starting like right after WCW ended or somewhere in there? Yeah, I don't remember XPW. That. I remember some guys went there after. That's about all. Their, oh, wait, hang on. It was founded in 1999. Uh, it was. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll read just the the beginning of it. Owned by Rob Zakari, he appeared on the shows as the on-camera owner under the name Rob Black, alongside his wife Lizzie Borden. That's all I got. I do recall that like some of the WCW guys and the old ECW guys went there. That's what all I right. know about that. Well, that'll be fun. It'll be uh, it'll be a fun episode. Do you know what I'm kind of interested in is the other, the last topic that we haven't touched up on 
yeah, that that will be a fun episode, Al. But it's uh, Chris Canyon, and I know he was more of a WCW guy, so maybe you weren't quite into that. But I recently saw a video of him after a WCW show, and it might have been after the final one. He just were they in a college town? He went and hung out with like these twenty-year-olds, and he was just drinking beer with like five guys sitting around their apartment, and they were all getting drunk like idiots and i i remember doing this same thing when i was 20 doing wrestling moves like we had we had the garbage can you know the, the aluminum one knowing that that one's the one that you can do on your head because it's not going to do as much damage as you yeah. know, smashing it's got something. some gift right it's got the gift uh but these guys were having chris canyon like body slam them outside of their apartment and shit and he's just crushing beers like i'm interested to know who that guy was especially since I've heard a lot of other stories from wrestlers. Like he was just a really good, good dude. It seemed like. Was he, was he, was he the guy who came out as gay and then killed himself? Oh yeah. 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 Is Uh, that, is that, I mean, am I, am I getting that right or God, that's fucking sad, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There, one of the, the, on the Google machine, there it is. Uh, yeah, LGBT info. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. unreal. All right. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be a you know that's a sad, a sad ending. Um, oh, absolutely. So that'll be uh that's gonna be a dark episode. All right then. Uh, I don't know if that's in order of of what they are. I think they just released the topics they would be covering. I don't think they're. I don't. Think I wonder what his that info out yet. I wonder what his favorite uh, football team was. Uh, maybe I get. Maybe I'll get a hat. You Some queens. Get a cat. So maybe maybe the maybe well, the Jets. Hat, you should probably get a hat. Maybe. I need a hat. Just... Yeah. Yeah, you do. Just gonna honor. I'm gonna honor everybody. I'm gonna honor all the wrestlers, all the deceased wrestlers, with a hat. What are you Their trying to say? What What are you trying to say? I don't know. Um, hang on. <laughs> I'm look. I'm paying tribute. Are you? Are you? Of course I am. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there an episode? I haven't seen anything about a Macho Man episode. Did you go through the list, or? I did. Okay. Yeah, I did the entire thing. I know that's different for me to get something. They may even have. Well, they that? might even have done one already. Come to think of it. Maybe. Uh, Larcher here. The people who made Dark Side of the Ring are also coming out with a new series. The Dark you Side can of Football. Bottle that up. That Dark Side of Football. Walking out, getting ready to play a football game like nothing else. From the network that took you inside the world of professional wrestling with Dark Side of the Ring, now it's football's turn. I enjoyed inflicting pain. Who the hell is this guy? I would do whatever I had to do to get out on the field. Shots, pills. What the fucking NFL? The unseen chaos. Stabbing, fighting, beating. Screw the rules. Let's go kill people. The untold controversies. Roma had taken Marcus's helmet and ripped it off. They have a goddamn celebration camera. I want all my fine money back. The unbelievable truth. Bam. Right cross. Knocked him out. He was a tough cookie. Period. blood. Oh, that's the range. Just win, baby. He took a swing at me. And then what did I do? 
Well, I'm not. Yeah, sure, so that, I'm not sure it'll be as dark, but I'm definitely. Oh, it very, will be. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, '80s football, '80s wrestling. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, you know, a uh, lot of, a lot of interesting stories. That's going to be really good. Uh, I think it might be the the uh, that might mean there's not, not going to be a season three of the wrestling. Sorry about that. More ad space I'm selling without letting you know. I think that might be uh, put a kibosh on season three of Dark Side of the Ring. Or is this season three? I'm saying there's not going to be another Dark Side of the Ring because they're moving on to football now. Oh, you think so? They're done? They're going to get – they'll get more views out of football, I would think. I think so, too. I think – and there's just going to be so many more stories of football. Yeah. Um, Yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. Jeez. But it looks like so. It looks like uh, Jim McMahon's going to be an episode. Uh, you know, we know we know how he turned out. He's I saw kind of a Coach Dick is there. Local. He's kind of a local pothead here in Chicago. So we'll see how that. I'll tell goes. you what. One thing that we don't have around here in Chicago is enough potheads. Um, no, not enough. Hey, you, you, he, you, and our friend Andrew have talked a lot about. The Jim Cornette podcast. Yes. And how I need to listen to it. All day. All day. It's like like, convincing a kid to go to the dentist. I've been not interested in it. I'm not interested in Jim Cornette. I don't know. I mean, why do I need to hear what Jim Cornette has to say about anything? So I'm very negative about this, just so you know. Very negative. Yeah. But I have decided I'm going to give it a listen. And today I tuned Good. in. I tuned into an episode. It's a podcast, mind you. And I went and saw the the latest episode just came out. And it's about three and a half hours long. It's a little long, but that's all right. Which is fine. I mean, we're almost at two hours tonight. Who am I to talk, right? It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Ours has all been completely interesting. So all of it. Knowing that I had a negative view going into this, can I tell you about the notes that I took? Well, I listened to roughly a little more than half of this three-hour show today. Uh, About two and a half hours. There There we go. And I didn't listen to all of it because I had to fast-forward through a bunch. Can you please be positive only? Can I? I only like like podcasts where there's only positive stuff. Can I read my notes in a positive way? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't write that. Okay. Uh, Can I read them positively? Yeah, just read the damn notes. It looks long. Um, he told a story at the beginning of this episode about a car wreck that happened out front of his house that took him 30 minutes of his wrestling podcast episode. That was awesome. 30 minutes. The lady at the mailbox. Every week, he generally has a story about going down to the mail post office. It's fun. You get to see go to the post side. office or down to his mailbox? Well, he goes down to the post office. He was talking to the lady at the post office about the Mustang crashing in his yard. And then she had a story uh, from because they're all in a small town in Kentucky. She had a she had a story where a Mustang crashed behind her uh, over the weekend. And uh, the, the, the Mustang ended up taking off. Some old guy ended up passing them by on the highway and then crashing into a fence. So they both in this small town had a story about uh, an old dude crashing a Mustang. It was good. I ended up having to fast forward through some of it because I'm trying to get to the wrestling content for the show purposes. Normally, I'll I'll try another episode, Al, after this. I I do want you to know this, that I did find a human side, like, that I enjoyed about it. 
Um, the uh, the other thing was there's a bit too much politics. Like he spends a good twenty twenty five minutes just like railing on Donald Trump, railing on. Uh, he starts talking about Derek Chauvin and things like that, and railing on all of it. Really, I didn't hear any of that. I wonder if I just missed it or fast. I fast forward. He starts going into things I don't care about. I skip ahead 10 minutes. And that's a great thing with this podcast. You skip ahead about 10 minutes. Well, and the topic, and I don't disagree with him about any of it. I'm just like, eh, I'm not interested in your take. That's it. Like, it's not like I disagree. No, I, I didn't mean to say I don't disagree with any of it. It's like, I, it's not that I do disagree. You know what I mean? It's not like I agree with everything or I disagree. But is that is that what you like? You can get through the the bones of that kind of stuff. Is that why, Al? Look, you know I don't like that stuff, and I don't want to hear his opinion on politics. He's at, we have very different views on politics, and he's very aggressive in his anger, especially during the Trump years. And, and but, but it's very easy just to get past it. Like you know, you're not going to like everything about somebody on a podcast. So move ahead. I. I think, I stick I think, around. I think he could I be stick. kinder to Ryback, perhaps. Like he could have been kinder about Ryback. He called him fat back, things like this. He made fun That's about funny. Ryback for having a a post about what he should do with his career. But don't you think <laughs> that Ryback probably made that thinking? Well, I'm going to retire anyway, so it's retiring. Ryback. I feel like he's if you picking follow, on people that don't need to be picked on. If you follow Ryback, okay. On, on Twitter, he is one of the most egocentrical, self-absorbed, clueless that he's not good dudes I have ever seen. He's really into the, that secret, that book, The Secret, and uh, the self-help shit. And it's like, dude, you need the self-help. You are so um, not cognizant of how bad you are. Like, Ryback sucks. The dude mm-hmm. sucks. Ryan Beckstein, really? or whatever the hell is that? Really? That sucks. Yeah, I, but Ryback blows. And the nice thing about Jim Cornette versus a lot of these other podcasts is he's willing to go, he's willing to say, okay, a guy sucked in the ring. And and he, he backs it up. He doesn't just go, oh, Ryback sucked. He'd be like, oh, that guy was sloppy. He didn't do this right. He didn't listen to this. It's funny. I wonder if you listen to a different podcast than I, because I remember the, the thing. The car wreck. Maybe there was a follow-up to the car wreck. There might have been. <coughs> there might have been. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't think I saw this episode. Like he talked about his uh, – right back had had a poll-up about if he should retire, join AEW, or do something. I yeah. Uh, there was something endearing that I that I did like that, that Cornette was talking about. And now, now that we're – I I didn't put that in my notes that I took for the show, so I apologize. I, what I'm telling you is that I will continue to listen to this episode, this most recent one. Um, Glad to hear. He's about to start talking about AEW. Uh-oh. Well, you're one of these fans who can't listen to any criticism of AEW, so you're going to have a hard time at this part. Am I going to be okay? What do you think? I like, hope so. When, when you and Andrew, our buddy Andrew – do your job at trying to convince me to watch it. Why do you want me to watch it or listen to his podcast? Like, do you think there's something that I will take from this? Like, 
am I gonna because am I gonna come around and realize you know what this guy's not the scum scum sucking piece of shit that I that, that I think he is like I am way off on this. Well, one I grew I didn't like Jim Cornette going into the podcast, so I had a very similar take on him. I don't I just didn't like everything he did always annoyed me. I didn't I didn't like you know his wrestling stuff. I didn't like the dude on Facebook. I didn't like a lot of the crap um, involved with Jim Cornette. So the fact that he won me over is telling. And two, it's like I have a side chat with Andrew to discuss things we can't discuss with you because you don't want to be involved with well, it. That's so what it. That's I what want it. You, that's what it I'm seems like. To, it seems like a conversation today saying, "Hey." How are we going to convince him to watch the Cornette show? No. Because you no, both no, came no. in just firing away with like things like, this is what's good about Cornette. How are we going to get him to listen to Cornette? No, listen no. to Cornette. Here's You're not what's listening. Good. Here's what's good. Here's what's good. And, and you guys are just doing this on the side. We, Am I right back here no. and you guys are Cornette? What the fuck is going on? No, 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 no. Our side chats have nothing to do with you. Our side chats are like, hey, uh, did you check out the new Cornette? Yeah, it was pretty good. Did you like this part? Yeah, no, I didn't listen to that. Where today, when I started talking with Cornette with you on the on the group chat, my, I was trying to bring you into the conversation so I don't have to have a side conversation with Andrew. I can have it within the wrestling chat, and all three of us can be involved. So I'm trying to invite you in and be a part of something instead of instead of having to talk to Andrew on the side about wrestling when we have a group wrestling chat. What's so wrong about having a side chat with Andrew about Cornette? Like, you guys have a good thing going it's fine. there. It's fine. We, we, we like, do. That's good. We talk, like, we talk NBA Top Shop, and we, I mean, we talk about things. Oh, of course you guys do. You guys in your Top Shot over there, but you won't talk with me about it. You won't even tell me how. I have. I have money stuck in Top Shot. I don't even know how to get it fucking out now. I didn't buy a thing. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Jesus. Well, why don't you buy a pack of cards? Well, I don't know how to buy a pack of cards. They only release them every, like, three fucking weeks. You got to know three different people. To buy. I'm okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not okay. You just hit, you just hit stand in line. You just stand in line. It's easy. Well, you have no interest in it. Marcy, so, And then you get kind of upset when Marcy, we talk about it. You, you, so we move a conversation. You came in today. To, to bring your, your cornet pitch came in saying, I tried listening to the show you listened to, the Bully Ray podcast, and all I heard was the host screaming and cussing and cursing, and I had to turn it That's off. That's true. Every, it was fucking, every fifth word that Cornette says is an F-bomb. By the I don't way, mind. He curses all throughout the thing. <laughs> LaGreco, Dave LaGreco on Buzz It Over, which I listen to on XM in the car, uh, <laughs> he goes into these promos once in a while, and it's just like they laugh at each other about it. Like, if you listen to more of the show, there's more context to it. I'm going to keep listening to Cornette. I will try to find out. Oh, we're about to lose the blog talk, folks. We can keep going. Let, let me just more. say this. I have no problem with the F word. I have no problem with swearing. I enjoy Jim Cornette swearing and insulting people. It's funny. E- even though sometimes I completely disagree with it. Like, I like Kenny o- uh, Omega. But I think the criticism he has of Kenny Omega is fair. You know, there's things Kenny Omega does that is silly and goofy and I don't get. And Jim Cornette getting all old man angry about it is funny. When I was listening to this LaGrega guy, he was swearing at the top of his lungs. I skipped ahead five minutes. He was still swearing at the top of his lungs without saying anything. It was like, fuck WWF. WWF is fucking terrible. I can't watch this fucking product. It's fucking terrible. What? 
plus with the New York accent, which we as Chicagoans yeah. just naturally do not enjoy. I, no, un- yeah. I, I understand. I, I understand why and how that happened to you. I'm just telling you, if you know the full context of it, which I'm starting to learn with Cornette, I need to open up a little bit. I'm telling you, I listen, give them a little. I know you listen for 40 minutes. I'm I telling you to listen minutes. to another show because he'll spend the next week not doing that. He, lo- he loves the WWE product. He really does. I listen to the show and I enjoyed most. Good of night, it. blog talk. Good night, podcast listeners. Yeah, He's yeah. been with us since 2012. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, I listened to most of it, and, and I, like I said, I enjoyed most of the show. Well, actually, I forget the podcast listeners do stay with us. The live blog talk don't. But yeah. uh, oh, you did like because I think I think Bubba Bully, whatever the hell he, he, you have to call him Bully on the show. He he does get defensive about things, but it, it it's yeah, it is what it is. What did you say? You do enjoy the show, or you enjoyed parts of it? I enjoyed most of it. Yeah, but when when that guy started swearing. And yelling, not it wasn't the, it wasn't the swearing that bothered me as much as the yell. I cannot stand yelling when I'm listening to something. I think, and I think they push him to do that. I think I don't even like when when Conrad Thompson yells like, uh, like he'll he'll yell, he yell something to wrestle with. There's things he yells. Richard. Oh, oh, then you won't like the open of the show because Lagreca always starts it out at that high level New York like. Welcome to Busted Open. Like you, you wouldn't like that. Probably um, not. No. Uh, I, yeah, give it, a, give that a, a little bit more of a shot. I, I like it just because it's available on our time every day, eleven to or eight to eleven a.m. And I get it. I get to listen to it eight to eleven a.m. Where, you know, you you can hear immediate reaction after a big night. Like, I didn't get to watch rebellion the kenny omega stuff but i wanted to listen to it the next day the issue was is that it was it's it's uh it was uh uh bubba ray with uh with tommy dreamer at the time which eh, not an issue but yeah tommy can sometimes go on too long and he's very he, he talks very much like this very methodical um so like that show out three days a week is Bully Ray. One day a week is Tommy Dreamer, and the and then the other day with Dave Lagreca is uh, Mark Henry. Okay, so, yeah, I'll, so I'll, that's how I'll check back. I'll check back out their podcast. And then on Saturdays it's Mark Henry and another guy. What's that? Yeah, I think I added their podcast to the podcast app. Yeah, what made you grab it today or yesterday or whenever you grabbed it? I was I wanted to listen to something wrestling and uh, you know what I think I actually had it already in my app and okay. I was just like looking for wrestling shows I don't listen to and I'm like well let me it's not like I've never listened to them before yeah, yeah. all right like I have and I don't dislike them there's ups and downs about it they it's the New York style radio show now but here's the, and he's not Howard so you know what I mean. Yeah, but like, they're they trying a little too hard. Um, yeah, sure. Sure, I see that. Rager, what are you doing up there, baby? Hey, Rager. You're like on top of the world. Be good over there, Rager. Oh, are you going to make that jump? She's thinking about it. Um, what the hell? I had a point. Oh! 
Uh-oh. He had a point, and then he just took off. Um, guys, we do this show. He, he'll be back, I'm sure. We do this show every single Every single week, we're going to be back. It looks like it looks like we're doing Wednesday nights. What was that point, Al? Have you have you checked out episode one of Cocaine and Rhinestones? Shit, man, I'm like only thirty episodes in. Uh, Tyler Mahan Coes finally has his second season. Uh, tell me, tell me what you want to say about it. I listened to I think ninety percent of episode one. I mean, it's like a two hour episode. Uh, so you're probably going to want to break it down in parts. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, he goes, I mean, he's barely even gotten to George Jones yet. So I, I think a lot of it's going to be that. I think he said this whole season is about George Jones, but I think it's going to be a lot of going heavy Jones. And then I think it's going to be dips, you know, like everything has to do with Jones. The first, the first 20 the first 20 minutes, a half hour, it was about some crashed Mustang. So really weird. Yeah, um, that's what I heard. I mean, actually, the first the, the first 20, 30 minutes was uh, all about uh, pinball Oh, it was. and the history of pinball. Yeah, that's right. Which is it was interesting. I was drawn in and, you know, I knew that there was a connection with country music and pinball. So you know, not as deep as, as he goes into it. Like, I had no idea that like pinball became like record labels. So. So is it dropping weekly? So the second episode should be dropping any day now. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hell, we waited. We waited four years or whatever the hell is. There's, there's part of me that's worried. I'm going to listen to this first episode and never see the second. If one. If you haven't heard Cocaine and Rhinestones that we've talked about before on this show, it's the son of David Allen Coe. Tyler Mayhan Coe is his name. Three names again. In uh, the first season is fantastic. If you haven't heard the first season. Go listen to it. Al, I could say that, right? You're the one who turned me on to it. Yeah, great. Uh, f- fantastic season. So <laughs> he dropped episode one of season two on 420. It's now 428, and we're still at episode one. So it's not a weekly thing, apparently. <laughs> That's right. Um, I did like the day before on his social media as he posted a video. He goes, apparently some people are going to be taking part, part, or going to be taking part in a holiday tomorrow when i release this on 420 and i don't think that's right but he did it with like a wink it was pretty fun it was all right yeah all right buddy well i i I know i'm taking enough of your time i gotta do some cooking wait hang on wait 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 a second what are you cooking tonight probably do a steak steak and what comes with that with keto Mm, i might make some uh broccoli and I might put some cheese on top of the steak. Yeah, that sounds delicious. I'm in. Uh think I'm just going to, like, on my biweekly Costco trip, they've got a hell of a lot of keto things. I'm just going to buy things and drop them off that are, like, some keto-friendly, like, snacks, keto-friendly breakfast sandwiches that I eat here. And uh, if you like any of them, you can keep them. Cool. I'm down. And I'll buy you more. I am interested. I kind of want to start keto, but I need to convince my partner of that. Like my my house partner, not my yeah, not my radio partner. Yeah, it's easier. It's probably much easier with two people. I, I would gather. So even better with three, or is three a crowd? Ooh, three's fine. I don't, I don't think Lauren would do it though. Three's company. She might. 
Good night. Next Wednesday? What do you think? Next Wednesday? Sounds good. We'll shoot for Wednesday. All right. Works best. Good night, y'all. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.